Hello and welcome to the Carnage Report, where we bring you the latest on all things horror-related, keeping you up to date with news you can use. I'm Nick Spasic. And I'm Julie Holland. The Carnage Report is part of the Cinepunks podcast family. Go to Cinepunks.com to find entertainment news, reviews, and other great podcasts like Horror Business, Twitch of the Death Nerve, and Tomb of Ideas. If you want to help support Cinepunks and ultimately this show, you can become a Cinepunks Patreon subscriber at patreon.com slash Cinepunks. That is C-I-N-E-P-U-N-X. You could also check out our great sponsors like Essex Coffee Roasters at EssexCoffeeRoasters.com. Essex offers specialty-grade coffee roasted to order for the freshest and most delicious homebrewing experience. Essex is committed to accessible, quality coffees, offering education on coffee and brewing to all of their customers. They believe you don't have to be a coffee expert to enjoy a great cup of coffee. And right now, if you use code CINEPUNKS, you'll get 10% off. Also, Lehigh Valley Apparel Creations is the premier screen printer of the Lehigh Valley, but maybe also the world. Personable and professional, the only place where you get punk rock attitude with professional service and printing. You can find them online at xlvacx.com. Worth noting that they're the people who print all of those very excellent rough cut shirts that I'm sure you all own many of. And there's a new rough cut uh, cartoon double feature that just came out recently that i am desperately trying not to spend money on (laughs) that's the trick i almost bought a just a general t-shirt today and was like what are you doing get this out of your cart get out of here you have too many (laughs) (laughs) t-shirts same yeah all right for the setup today's getting to know you question as usual inspired by our our uh feature presentation is how do you feel about the ocean and open water as a Midwesterner and as a human who is edible? I have never been over the ocean. I've been like to the ocean. Like, I mean, I've dipped my toe in and things mm-hmm. like that. But yeah, strangely, never flown over like big bodies of open water. I guess like the closest would be, you know, like flying into Chicago or something like that where you you know you come out over lake michigan or Mm -hmm. into seattle or new york or something like that where you go out over the ocean but like i'm honestly pretty okay with it and i think it has to do with the fact that like i spent a lot of time like playing in creeks and ponds and stuff growing up and then you know we had friends who had boats when we go out to like clinton lake or something like that so like i've spent enough Mm -hmm. time like out on the water that it doesn't freak me out as a matter of fact, like I'm a big fan of like when we've gone up to like northern Minnesota and stuff and been like on Lake Superior. I'm just like, oh, I'm like that's essentially like, you know, an ocean that pretends it's a lake. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it's it's always like so impressive. Like uh I I I I really like it. Um I am not like one of those people, um like um like some folks I know who are just like, yeah, no, 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 no. There's dangerous things in the water. I'm like, I not really. There's a lot of fun things in the water, like swimming, like mm-hmm. yeah, and boating and, you know, all of that stuff. So, yeah, it doesn't bother me hardly at all, honestly. Um, I, I'm not like one of those people who's just like, there's going to be a shark there. It's like, no, it's it's fine. Yeah. What about you? Um, I am not fine with it, but it isn't really shark or animal related at all i do the the older i get the more i don't like the lake because of the snake aspect oh. they're out there they're in there and they're dangerous they you know i think a water moccasin is probably more likely to damage you than a shark anyway 
But if I'm on a boat and we're moving and I can see the shore, then that's fine. And the thing is that I forget that I don't like open water. So like, for instance, on our honeymoon, we went to Aruba and we took a snorkeling afternoon and we were on this big boat catamaran, I don't know, thing. And they're like, okay, first we're going to dive here in this big open water spot. And I was like, right on. First one off the boat, got in the water, had a panic attack, immediately freaked out, was like, oh no. And then of course I couldn't get back on the boat because everybody else was coming off down the stairs. And I, so I'm just like holding onto a rope, just waiting for everyone else to get out so that I could get back on. Cause I was like, turns out I hate this. <laughs> so, and that had nothing to do with the fear of any kind of animals. I don't know what it was. I guess just a lack of control. It feels to me the same way my claustrophobia feels. So it's got to be something in there the same way. But I wasn't worried about sharks or even fish or anything. I just freaked the hell out. I think, yeah, part of my lack of fear is probably the fact that I've never been somewhere where I couldn't see the shore. And mm-hmm. um, I... I or where there's like no hope of touching the bottom, you know, uh-huh. like... In a lake, you get out there and you're like, well, if I swim a bit, I'll get back to where I can touch. But not when you're way out in the open. Yeah, I have a feeling that like if I got like there, there would I used to have like a huge problem with like the first time we went to Colorado as a family. Like I lost my fucking mind. Like uh, like the heights just scared like Mm-hmm. it has a lot to do i think it's similar it's the lack of control thing like where you're in a car and somebody's like driving and they're like oh look over there and they start drifting that happened to tanya and i when we were on our honeymoon we were going up this uh mountainside and she kept like looking at stuff and would just start drifting to the side and i was like okay we're gonna get to this overlook and then we're coming back down and she's like do you not trust me i was like it's not that i don't trust you it's that you're doing things that make me very nervous and you're not stopping doing them so (laughs) it's not a trust thing it's just like a i've repeatedly expressed how nervous this makes me and it keeps happening so i don't want it to happen anymore i don't want us to have a fight we're going back down yeah (laughs) yeah we are um flatland mammals here in kansas so it's probably some of our fears on those things Although what's funny is uh, like when I went out to Colorado last month with my dad, like he's just like, you seem totally chill. And I was like, I think part of it is the fact that I've had enough medical scares like oh, like in between like the time I used to have the fear. And when I went to Colorado, I'm like, I've almost died twice. I'm good. Like, I don't, <laughs> yeah. I'm just like, if I have to go, at least the view's good. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. Which I'm aware yeah. is very dark. <laughs> hey, it's a horror podcast. Dark is what we do. <laughs> uh let us know what you think about yeah. open water lakes ponds like what's the smallest you're willing to go out on yeah tell us if you've ever had an encounter with any kind of aquatic animal uh bonus points if it's gigantic squid yeah all right so i think next we wanted to just say a little bit of something about the strikes that are going on right now I mean, um I- I grew up in a union household, so I'm Same. always 100% just like, yep, they're trying to get money. And it's, they're not, <clears throat> it's like, every, I think everybody thinks they're movie stars and mm-hmm. it's trying to get more money. And it's actually a, most people working in entertainment. It's just like their job. Yeah. Yeah. I had this conversation with someone the other night who was like, oh, so the millionaires want more money? And I was like, no, the millionaires want the non-millionaires to have money too. 
Yeah. They want everyone to be able to live. Like the people who are actors and writers who are millionaires, it's like a fraction of a percent of the working actors and writers. So it's a good thing when the people who are like the legitimate stars making shit tons of money are out there on the picket lines with the people Mm -hmm. who really need the money because it means they understand the struggle. They haven't forgotten where they came from and they're supportive of their fellow workers and are willing to lend their they know that their face and their name will get more attention on this than if it's just you know some random you know uh bit player who's been on a couple of episodes of law and order exactly exactly you know it it adds a ton more weight to it when it is someone who's like well you don't have to be here that's cool that you are here and that's yeah yeah. Yeah, And, you know, obviously we support them. And the last thing that I want is AI creating all of my stuff and doing all of the acting. I don't want to see anything. I want people to make things. I think I think it's become readily apparent over the history of this podcast over the last year and a half that like we really like what people make and we like getting to like we we like them as both creators and people and Mm -hmm. uh, we want to support them. Exactly. So yeah, we're here for it. So here. It's time for new nightmares. Yay. Um, oh, I go first. Oh. Um, misread that. Uh talking about uh trailers and things coming into st- streaming and things coming into the movies. Uh I'm kind of excited about this first one. Um yeah. Lionsgate and BuzzFeed are bringing the creepy viral story Dear David out um to on in theaters on demand and digital on October 13th. Um and so uh, here is sort of the summary. Shortly after comic artist Adam responds to internet trolls, he begins experiencing sleep paralysis while an empty rocking chair moves in the corner of his apartment. As he chronicles increasingly malevolent occurrences in a series of tweets, Adam begins to believe he is being haunted by the ghost of a dead child named David. Encouraged by his boss to continue the Dear David thread, Adam starts to lose his grip on what is online and what is real. Uh, this is based on the viral Twitter thread by BuzzFeed artist Adam Ellis. And I remember when this hit Twitter. Um, Me too. It was, it was a big deal. It was especially in horror Twitter. Yeah. It, yeah. It's, I mean, it wasn't just like he was tweeting about it. Like he had videos. It all seemed really real. Oh, it was such a good thing. Um, Like the art, like his comic art, like you've seen his stuff. Even if you don't know who Adam Ellis is, you know who you know his work. Mm-hmm. um it looks i mean i'm i'm kind of iffy on like what the film actually looks like based on this trailer but yeah oh it's directed by john mcphail who did uh Annie the apocalypse and buried deep in the cast list is justin long and i think we can all agree that is a uh element of success for your horror film if you have Justin yep. long in it we will watch it yep even if you sneak him in at the very last but I'm down. I'll probably go see it. 
yeah it looks good especially because it comes out in october yes all right next trailer to discuss is for the creator which is a movie from uh directed by gareth edwards who directed rogue one and godzilla so that's a big deal um this comes out in theaters september 29th and this is a a sci-fi horror so a lot of people are going to call this not horror and that's fine you call it whatever you want but the synopsis is amidst a future war between the human race and the forces of artificial intelligence joshua a hardened ex-special forces agent grieving the disappearance of his wife is recruited to hunt down and kill the creator the elusive architect of advanced AI who has developed a mysterious weapon with the power to end the war and mankind itself. And then there's more synopsis, but you don't need me to read this all to you. Um, it, it looks expensive. It looks well done. And, uh, you know, it's about AI, which is on all of our minds right now and how it could destroy the world if we don't get it under control. <laughs> It looks really cool. I, uh, I I think a lot of people are familiar. Like, I mean, he did Rogue One. He did mm -hmm. uh, Godzilla. But I think horror fans might be familiar with uh, his movie Monsters, um, which was a really low budget. Uh, not really low budget, but I mean, it was like a low budget film shot in Mexico about like aliens and like a no go zone and everything. And it's it's creepy. Yeah, he's definitely got the pedigree to do something interesting. I mean. Rogue One, controversial opinion, is my favorite Star War. Um, I like Solo, so but I'm excited. Rogue One is a, a a close second. Yeah, yeah, should be should be an interesting one. Should be um something that'll get non horror fans out to the sneaky horror movie. Uh speaking of like sneaky weird things, uh, Steven Soderbergh was just like randomly like, "Hey, I made an eight episode series, and it's called Command Z. Um, it it you can." Only watch it at extension 765.com uh, for, I think it's like eight bucks and it gets donated to charity. But uh, in it, Michael Sarah stars as a scientist who tasks his employees with a historic mission to travel back in time to revise history and save the world. Um, the futuristic sci-fi series hinges on a wormhole in a washing machine to redo the past to hopefully save the future present. Um, if you watch the trailer, um, that that summary mm -hmm. really sucks like it's yeah. not like you're not actually time traveling you're actually like going back and like they're getting inside people's heads and like being yeah. like their subconscious voice yeah and it looks really funny like the synopsis doesn't hint to you really that i mean other than that it's a washing machine which actually i think it's a dryer they address that in the trailer yep. but it, it looks really funny i mean it's got and michael Sarah and yeah. Hollywood jr of course it's going to be funny yeah I'm excited for yeah. that. I might actually have to shell out some money for that. I know my first thought was another platform, but if it goes to charity, that helps me feel better about it. Yeah, I don't think it's anything you have to sign up for. I think you just pay and then you get to watch. That's good. Be a new streamer, thank God. Yeah. All right. Another new one on a streamer we all already have is Shudder's new feminist horror noir perpetrator which stars alicia silverstone so i'm already in you don't have to tell me anymore um it's from director jennifer reeder who has a a segment in vhs 94 also knives knights end and knives and skin and it'll be on shutter september 1st and in select theaters in the film Johnny Baptiste is a reckless teen sent to live with her estranged aunt Hildy on her 18th birthday. She experiences a radical metamorphosis and 
she experiences a radical metamorphosis, a family spell that redefines her called forevering. When several teen girls go missing at her new school, a mythically feral Johnny goes after the perpetrator. I have no idea. I think idea it's a vampire what... thing. I, I can't tell if it's like a vampire thing, if it's a werewolf thing, if it's like a, you know, like becoming a woman as, you know, some sort of thing. Um, I don't know. Knives and Skin was a movie that uh, I watched, reviewed, uh, and uh, very much regret the review I wrote of it because, like, mm-hmm. I. I was I misinterpreted a lot of it and just was like, this movie is not for me. And I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. That's not a reason to give it a bad review. Um, I didn't see it. I haven't seen any of her movies. I don't believe it's it's really good. It's yeah, it's it's really excellent. Um, I'm very interested in this, though, so I can't wait. Yeah, she uh, this kind of makes like the second movie where she's sort of like talking about like young women on the cusp of adulthood and exploring yeah. that through horror themes which i think is dope yeah and good it, stuff from shutter sorry go it, ahead in a complete 180 <laughs> uh but it does fit in with our topic for discussion uh for this episode uh it is a movie from thailand called immortal species and it is a crocodile movie um the creature feature begins uh according to the uh summary on bloody disgusting uh when an herbal plant named chalawan is sent to nava a senior botanical student through the postal service wishing to learn about the origins of this rare chalawan plant he sets up a team of friends to travel through the jungles of the west there naturally the characters encounter a massive man-eating crocodile um this looks like a step or two above an asylum movie uh and i mean i don't mean that as an insult at all mm-hmm. yeah um who knows when we'll get to see it if ever but i'm always here for a big crocodile movie myself yeah i mean you know i i, I love i love lake placid i love your yeah. we've done an episode on uh gigantic uh we did alligator we did alligator yeah like um they're always fun they're always and that movie from a few years ago the pool was that from thailand yes they got an alligator thing going on over there good for them yeah all right up next there is a new trailer for dark windows um this will be in select theaters and on demand august 18th from brainstorm media A group of teenagers take a trip to an isolated summer house in the countryside. What starts as a peaceful getaway turns into a horrific nightmare when a masked man begins to terrorize them in the most gruesome ways. Uh, You know, we've seen this sort of thing before, but it's always a good time, I think. Isolated cabin in the woods. I don't know. Something about the trailer made me be like, I'd like to take a vacation to an isolated cabin in the woods you know and then of course people start getting murdered but i'm still like that looks nice until the murder it looks so cozy uh yeah yeah the director is i think he's yeah he's norwegian um Mm -hmm. i was looking at his wikipedia page and i'm like i don't know the names of any of these artists he's directed (laughs) videos for it is it is it is a lot of like weird uh like dance and edm music that i am not familiar with um but I mean, I'm all it, I think anything that's got yeah. spooky nursery rhymes in it, I'm down for. Heck yeah. Yeah, looks kind of fun. It really I'm does. Man. See it. Like everything I read about it, like they keep talking about like like there's there's a secret. Yeah, they... it says what if the uh, what if the kid, the teens aren't so innocent? 
I'm guessing that because they're going after like the the death of a friend, my guess is just that they were probably responsible for the friend's death. I'm just going to call that now. That sounds about right. Yeah. It is the huge. Mm-hmm. Hey, Chuck Russell's coming back to making movies. All right. Chuck Russell uh, behind Dream Warriors and the Blob remake is doing another remake. And it is a remake of uh, Kevin Tenney's uh, 1986 film, Witchboard. Um, this looks a lot different than the Tony yeah. starring original. A lot different. <laughs> uh, so, um, plot synopsis. Emily and her fiancé, Christian, discover a mysterious Wiccan artifact, a pendulum board, as they prepare to open a bistro in New Orleans' French Quarter. The darkness descends over Emily as she becomes obsessed with the board's power of divination and the ability to summon spirits. Desperate to help his fiancé, Christian seeks the advice of occult expert Alexander Babiaste. Uh, but Babiaste has secrets of his own, including his connection to a modern-day coven of witches. The dangerous game begins as each swing of the pendulum puts Emily's very soul at wit risk. Uh, this isn't out until next year. Um, yeah. Yeah, they just debuted the trailer at San Diego Comic-Con. Uh, but you know what? I'm always like, listen, like, uh, Witchboard, underrated. Definitely mm-hmm. the original. Um, Kevin Tenney movies, always fun um chuck russell movies always fun uh, i'm curious to see like and it looks like it doesn't look cheap which i'm very excited about i was mildly worried yeah and the occult expert is um jamie campbell bauer from stranger things uh so that's exciting because he's got a very powerful voice and, and just an interesting like uh presence yeah uh i man like i didn't know i'd be this up I'd be this excited about like a witchboard remake, but like just like all the people behind it, I'm like, well, yeah, shit, let's go. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of the good thing behind naming it witchboard too is that they can switch it. It's not a, it doesn't have to be a Ouija board anymore. So mm-hmm. it's, that's a pendulum board's a cool take on it. Yeah. And as someone who refuses to have a Ouija board but has several pendulums in the house, <laughs> I am concerned. <laughs> well, we'll see how well you respond. Uh, yeah. See if I get rid of my pendulums. <laughs> All right, our last bit of news is not a trailer, but an exciting thing. Finally coming to the Midwest, the Mall of America will be opening a 45,000 square foot haunted attraction this Halloween season. In an attempt to give Halloween Horror Nights a run for its money, I suppose. Um, it'll run from September 15th to October 31st. Uh, it'll have specialty bars, themed cocktails and food. It'll have terrifying, evocative sets and media-based scare moments with theatrical light lighting, special effects, and an original soundtrack. Um, I can give you the... I guess it's got a synopsis of its own because there's a little story behind it. Onion Head is the cruel nickname forced upon a young man from Slidell, Louisiana, who was brutally murdered by a vigilante mob after being wrongly accused for the murder of a young woman. Consumed by rage, the assailants hacked his body into 13 pieces and scattered them in a nearby cemetery. Swearing vengeance, his mother put a hex on the townspeople who took her son. In the months following, those responsible for Onion Head's murder were each victims of gruesome deaths. Locals still report sightings of a monstrosity. Uh, hideously stitched together stalking the cemetery out for revenge i really hate the name onion head but other than that this sounds pretty cool uh i fuck i guess i gotta figure out a way to get up to minneapolis right i've never Uh, been to mall of america or minneapolis except to the airport briefly mall of america is great 
uh, <laughs> like you could make a day of it easily um also conveniently there's like a train that leaves like directly from like downtown minneapolis that goes straight to the mall of america which is how we ended up nice. there um and i just like the idea of just like like you just take the train like you don't have to you don't have to like deal with an uber or anything you can stay like in downtown you can stay like in minneapolis proper you don't have to stay like in a hotel like out by the mall of america like, or maybe attached to the mall i wouldn't be surprised if they have hotels it's so big yeah but then you know you can you can go do fun stuff and you can go do you know spooky shit and then you can head back and Oh man, I like the uh, Also, if you're in Minneapolis looking for a bit of seasonal work, they're hiring for this haunted attraction right now. Yep. Um uh that is at uh, americanmonsters.com. Um oh, ooh. Ooh. I like their website. Uh pre-sales start August 1st. Um I'm curious. As cool. To, I'm curious as to like what all of the the deals are on this. The artwork looks really great yeah for uh, sure yeah it's literally you put your name last name uh your your department choices are scare actor which is all one word and makes me very irritated uh, <laughs> scare actor uh makeup wardrobe set decorator or scenic painter um man that'd be fun um that would be oh, i can't go to minneapolis for a month and a half um, be right back we're quitting our jobs we're taking sabbaticals <laughs> <laughs> pretty much like yeah hey i know it's football season and this is the busiest time of year uh like before the holidays you know this is literally starting like four months of the most busy months at the liquor store but i'm i'm gonna go uh live in uh work at a haunt for a month and a half. yeah <laughs> probably too because i'm sure you got to get out there early yep for sure all right that's all our news there is a genre alive today that has survived 90 years of evolution, causing people to live in fear. Hollywood has created a monster and given it the name Sharksploitation. It's because of Jaws. Shark craze which has gripped America. Suddenly society developed this massive fear of sharks. Sharkmania, movie that made $100 million and everybody wanted some of that. Our focus was creating a shark. We weren't thinking about what it was going to do to the future. Great whites. Man-eater. Deep blue sea. Sharktopus. Sharknado. The shallows. The Meg. Sharks were everywhere. You watch shark movies, you watch shark documentaries. This creature is a Hollywood celebrity. The shark is a natural monster in the ocean. Why we are scared when we're standing in three feet of water at the shore. Sharks. It ignites something in us that makes us feel alive. Sharksploitation. Stream now on Shudder. All right, now it's time for our feature presentation. And today we're talking about the documentary Shark Exploitation, directed by Steven Scarlatta, currently streaming on Shudder. Nick, what's it about? In the wake of blockbuster classic Jaws, a new subgenre was born. This new documentary explores the weird, wild cinematic legacy of sharks on film and the world's undying fascination. Just uh, that about wraps it up. Yeah. And I mean, <laughs> yeah, just like perfect timing for Shark Week. Yeah. I'm sure that was intentional. I'm amazed at like, uh, like just to get off topic immediately, I'm amazed at how big Shark Week has become. Yeah. Like, yeah. Is. We as a people are truly fascinated by sharks. 
and it's not even like it's not even just limited to discovery it's like they're like srs cinema like they're doing like a special sale this week that like all of their weird shark exploitation uh movies are you know available and on sale and it's just you know like you see like other advertising about it it's as real a holiday as black friday it really is and it's certainly more entertaining um yeah i mean less consumer kind of like fight videos on world star hip-hop but um yeah no it's like in addition to all of the movies you've heard of like there are just like so many others that don't even get mentioned in this documentary like i'm looking at the shark week sale email from (laughs) srs cinema and we have bad cgi sharks jaws of the shark stephen kang's sharks of the corn house shark and virus shark I will say that the documentary basically just gave me a laundry list of shark movies that I've never seen from both, you know, full spectrum of good and bad, full spectrum of real sharks and real bad fake sharks, all of that. Like, I'm like, I'm, I have not seen nearly enough shark and Jaws derivative, derivative movies, actually. And I think that's what makes movies like this so much fun. Like when they're put together like this, um, it just makes you go like, even though I know this looks terrible, you the perspective you've put it in and like all of that mm-hmm. makes me want to see it, even though I know you have multiple people talking about how terrible it is. Yeah, makes you curious. Um, One thing I did really like about this documentary is, of course, they had filmmakers on and you know shark film enthusiasts but they had so many marine biologists on too to sort of talk about the impact of jaws and other shark movies on their field both positively like the guy who dressed exactly like (laughs) like matt hooper from jaws and was like that's why i became a marine biologist and then the people who are like it made people kill a bunch of sharks and that really sucks and that does really suck because Sharks didn't ever actually do anything. It was a movie. It's not those weren't real sharks. Yeah, like I mean, there are uh like, I think that's where this movie really does excel in that it has all of the the marine biologists and like film historians like Rebecca McKendry, uh Dr. Mm-hmm. Rebecca McKendry is, is part of this. Um and you have like the the various people in, involved in making some of these movies, but like um like I I was mildly shocked that there's not as many people who were in the movies as part yeah. of this. Uh, it, it's a lot of people like I mean, like, I think the closest we get is, you know, like Joe Dante and Roger Corman and, and, mm-hmm. and folks like that. Um, but like, and strangely, um, Mario Van Peebles. Yeah. <laughs> is in like one movie um yeah it's really um oh also you get like the two italian uh directors uh which are which are great um Mm -hmm. but yeah no it's super it's super bizarre yeah yeah it you know it kind of provides like you know there's the history like it really it didn't totally start with jaws but jaws is where the sea monster really blew up as far as our fascinations um and you know they just ha- they just present you a timeline of kind of the ebb and flow of the shark genre, and it's I don't know it's interesting. Um, yeah, there could have been more actors, more kind of creators like that would have been cool, but maybe they were on a 
budget or a, I don't know. It was uh, like, I mean, there are a lot of people in this movie, which I really mm-hmm. do appreciate that, you know, you get Rebecca McKendry as part of it. They Rob Schrab, who uh, I was not expecting to pop up <laughs> at all. Um, uh, and then, of course, um, the, the one I really most like loved was um, I think it's it's uh, Misty Tally. Uh, mm, yeah, done like mississippi river sharks and santa ozark sharks ozark sharks like all of these movies that she's just like yeah you know like this is just sort of a ghost shark um like the things that she's gotten into and like she has like such an interesting perspective on the whole like modern sort of like exploitation thing where it's just like where they have like sort of like the mad libs aspect of it (laughs) yeah yeah, and she really broke down like what's expected of a sci-fi original feature and how, you know, you you have eight acts because there's seven commercial breaks and all I like things I had never thought of that just were kind of interesting. I'm like, that does make sense because that is how it, it hooks you when you watch a sci-fi movie and you're like, I'll watch it for a little bit. It's going to be dumb, but you can't ever step out even at the commercials because you're like, oh, it's kind of fun, actually. <laughs> and I know I'm going to get more of that kind of fun after the commercial. And that's sort of the, like the important thing is like so many of these movies are designed to be like broadcast or whatever and have like so like they have like, you know, you're going to get something exciting, like if they're, you know, an hour and what is it, 22 minutes and change if yeah after commercials and everything, you know that like basically roughly every like eight minutes, you're going to get something because they have to hook you to bring you back from the commercial break. Yeah, yeah. It- that was sort of the probably unintended education I got from this. I was like, oh, interesting. Okay. And they didn't really say so much, but it does make me wonder like how shark movies became such a kind of cash cow for, I know that Sharknado was the big reason, like it was such a surprise success that it was, you know, that they're like, all right, all the shark movies, but I don't know if sharks are like easier to CGI than some animals, probably easier than anything with hair. Well, I mean, I there's, would no, there's no scales like lizards or anything. Um, yeah. No legs like insects. So they move smoothly. That seems like that'd be easier to animate than something with four legs moving at different times. Yeah. I bet I would not surprise me if that's a really good portion of it. Like, because even like a bad CGI shark still looks, you can hide it underwater with some darkness and some bubbles, and it looks pretty all right. Yeah. I mean, and think of how effective Jaws was. That was obviously a practical shark, but it didn't work Yeah, at all. And it was still effective as a realistic looking shark that scared everyone. Yeah, Bruce, can like that. there's an entire documentary about how Bruce the shark did not work. And mm-hmm. that's, that's why the movie is what it is. And I mean, like, it's one of the most famous failures uh, becoming a success. Yeah. I mean, it's easy to argue that if it had worked, the movie wouldn't have been as scary because if you show too much of the monster, it's not as scary. Yeah. But so many, like there are so many movies in here that I'm just like, I'm not sure which, which, which ones like of, of the like sort of latter era I want to revisit or yeah. revisit in the first place. I'm assuming most of these are on Tubi. Um, yeah. I was real curious about Ozark Sharks. That name yeah. just tickles me. And then Ghost Shark also. They showed quite a few clips from Ghost Shark. And I was like, that looks real dumb. I'm I'm interested. 
I mean, I think I've seen like a lot of the 70s ones, and I really appreciate the fact that this documentary also dips really heavily into the like movies that aren't shark movies, but are like Jaws knockoffs, like yes, Grizzly or Piranha, mm-hmm. Alligator, which we've discussed on here. Yeah, yeah. And it it it's a formula that works so well and i mean like i guess it technically like they they kind of touch on it at the beginning like it does go back to like a lot of like those 40s and 50s creature feature movies mm-hmm. Just, like, and then weird. combine that with like a a slasher plot outline yeah yeah that's very accurate um how many like uh of of these uh, had you seen before before the documentary really really few i mean i've seen jaws obviously um i've seen one of the newer piranha sequels reboots um it was 3d so i don't know if there's more than one piranha 3d but if not i've seen piranha 3d i've seen crawl um i've seen sharknado but there's just a lot that i have missed you know i think i maybe have seen up to like the second sharknado and then i've seen i was i'm a fan of the meg very excited for the meg too um for someone who, you know, I like all those movies. I don't know why I haven't seen more, but I just haven't. I haven't even seen Orca, I don't think. I love the fact that last night before AEW on TNT, they showed the Meg. And then after AEW, they just showed it again. <laughs> Meg sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> so great. Like, we're just hanging out at work. And I was like, wait, is this the, is this the Meg again? All right, cool. Great. Okay. Like, yep. this will be the perfect last two hours of work. We'll just. <laughs> Statham fight a gigantic megalodon. Yes, I I also like that the the, uh, the documentary addressed that the megalodon isn't is it is extinct and is not coming back because apparently there was a Shark Week documentary that suggested that it could still be out there and the experts were like, no, it isn't. <laughs> hey, I like the fact that they were very much like this was irresponsible. Yeah. <laughs> Like they, they seemed more fired up about that than they even did about Jaws and all the damage it caused to the shark population. They were more mad at this Meg documentary that I knew nothing about before this. I I I remember hearing about it, but it was also in the context of the fact that this is the Meg documentary, the 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 faux megalodon thing, uh, is is part of a lineage of other times where discovery has put out something that is quite obviously supposed to be fiction and like speculative speculative slash fiction and Mm -hmm. um then it like they don't do a really good job of like letting people know it's like this isn't real and then people get like i think there was something about mermaids if i'm not mistaken ah yes but yeah i think they have overestimated the the, uh cognitive abilities of many many americans (laughs) (sighs) Yeah, like the but I'm really happy that like Shutter put this out. This was a, a really um, it was just like a really well made documentary that was like entertaining the whole way through. Like there was no lag in this. Yeah, at all. yeah. Everybody seemed happy to be chatting about it, and there were some fun little stories thrown in. I feel like we got to hear a little bit about you know. I thought the story I thought was fun. I think it was a guy from the Sci Fi Channel was talking about one of the movies that he wanted to get made and he called Roger Corman and told him about it and Roger was like no and he was like okay well then I'll just call Asylum and then Roger was like wait okay (laughs) 
And like, then they uh-huh. had the dude from the asylum on there too. Yeah. I was just like, I like the fact that like they really and and I love the fact like I now want to see a documentary about the asylum. Like I don't care if it's like a half hour YouTube thing or whatever, but I want to hear mm-hmm. that dude. Like he has no illusions about what he does. Yeah. And I really, really appreciate that. Yeah. They're just out there making i don't know d-list movies and having a good time at it <laughs> making mockbusters that your grandma accidentally buys for you at walmart gee thanks grandma transmorphers wow <laughs> <coughs> so yeah. yeah we like it we say watch it it is on shutter now um mm-hmm. what else should folks watch well i am gonna throw out there that you should actually watch sharknado it gets a lot of flack. And is it a good movie? Of course it's not a good movie. But it does have Ian Ziering and Tara Reid. And it's it's fun. You know, he he chainsaws a shark in half from the inside. And it's on Shudder now. I think, I don't know how if they have all of the Sharknados, but they've got a, a bunch of them. You know, have yourself your own little shark week with that. And uh, I'm also going to recommend one that actually was a pretty good movie, which was Crawl. And that's the the alligator movie because i think there's more than one movie called crawl but only one is about an alligator there was a town i think it's a i think it's set in louisiana it floods they end up in their crawl space so double crawl meaning because alligators crawl crawl space and and there's a big alligator so it you know it's all the all the terror of drowning in your own crawl space combined with the terror of being eaten by a giant alligator it is worth noting that this uh this this summer marks the uh, 10th anniversary of Sharknado uh and there was some talk uh at the I guess they did a panel at Comic-Con this weekend uh and they will be re-releasing it into theaters with like bonus wow. stuff and things and I think nearest I could find there's not anything official yet but it's going to be like April 15th uh, August 15th sorry um is, is like, Sharknado gonna hold up to a big screen? Like, should we be seeing it big like that? I don't know. I don't I'm know. willing to find out. Yeah, same. Yeah, is is it a movie that like when you're just watching it as opposed to having on in the background while you're live tweeting it? Yeah. As I did the first time it aired while yeah. I was on vacation. <laughs> um, well, I apparently was so into it that somebody bought me the Sharknado um Funko Pop. So I do have the Sharknado Funko Pop. And what movies do you recommend? Uh, this is uh, just because um, director um, Steven Scarlatta, uh, his his first documentary, Yodorovsky's Dune, is another thing where it's something fascinating and interesting about uh, a topic you likely knew very little, if anything, about. Um, and you can rent that on the various services. And uh, my favorite movie... Uh, is cruel jaws like that's my favorite like jaws knockoff it's so great um it is that like legitimately has scenes that are stolen from several <laughs> other movies um i have no idea how uh severin was able to put it out on blu-ray a few years ago like i i am convinced that it's like a thing that happened because somebody signed a piece of paper they shouldn't have <laughs> <laughs> But you can stream it on Tubi and Pluto now. So uh I it is it is such a joy to watch. Um weird weird acting choices. There's a guy who looks exactly like Hulk Hogan, uh, who plays like wow. like one of the leads. Um there's a little girl who's paralyzed from the waist down and can't walk, but you can definitely see her 
paddling her legs when she swims. Oh, <laughs> it's it's a delight. It's one of it's so bad, but it's it. You are never bored. Nice, yeah. Create yourself a little water beast weekend and watch some movies. And now it's time for I'll Be Right Back, where we talk about things we've got coming up in the next couple of weeks. What do you have going on, Julie? Ooh, I don't know. I don't have much specific. I will definitely be, as as you know, listeners, You we thought we would be talking about Talk To Me, but we got the dates wrong. I think that was on me, and that's okay. Um, just, I missed a whole week in July. So... um. I'll be watching that when it comes out next weekend, even though I have already seen it twice in the theaters. That's how good it is. That's how much you need to watch it before you listen to our next episode. It's it's gonna be it's gonna be on people's lists. So don't miss that one in the theaters. And how about you? Um, I'm watching movies for Fantasia and evidently I got approved for Popcorn Frights. Um nice. even though Popcorn Frights hasn't actually told me. That. Oh, <laughs> like I just got an email from somebody who's like, hey, we've got this movie coming out and I saw you approved for popcorn frights. And I was like, cool. I didn't know that. But good to know. <laughs> all right, dandy. Uh, so uh, I tried watching this the other night and just like m- my Vimeo app wouldn't cooperate with my TV. So I was only able to watch about half an hour of it. But I got into watching this movie called Psychosis. Um, nice. That is a gentleman uh, who is like a crime fixer who has like auditory hallucinations. It is a. Uh, it is a movie uh, like if you if you have trouble like prioritizing like auditory input, it will drive you up the wall. Oh, like, no. It makes you feel like you're going crazy because like legitimately like like a scene's going on and then you'll have like going on like his auditory hallucinations and the people talking to him like in his mm-hmm. head. Um, uh, It is a movie like I'm just like, I'm going to have to watch this by myself because my wife will lose her mind. And get yeah. Me. Yeah. That one kind of sounds maybe not for me, but interesting. But, uh, I did get to watch one movie for Fantasia. I'm not covering it, but I did get to cover one movie, which was lovely, dark, and deep, and I really liked it. I have that screener sitting and waiting to watch, uh, along with uh, the new to Netflix movie uh, that evidently somebody was saying uh, is very much like has the same sort of like comedy slash dark political tone as They Live, and oh. that is they cloned Tyrone. I've been getting emails from Netflix about that, and it they're right on this one. It does seem like a movie I might like. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, so I'm going to try to watch that. And that's 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 about all I'm committing to <laughs> right now. That's fair. <laughs> it's summer. We've got bad shark movies to watch. So many. And you know what else we have? Stickers. So many stickers. Went through a bit of a phase with the sticker mule deals um you can get those by reaching out to us across any platform that you find us on or emailing us at carnage report pod at gmail.com and we will get a sticker or a few to you possibly buttons possibly buttons as well um but yeah thanks for listening to the carnage report mm-hmm. you can find us on twitter and instagram at report carnage and we can be reached via email at that email address report carnage carnage report pod at gmail.com uh, if you want to like anything, 
reach out, say hey. Yeah, talk to us about sharks. I would really love if somebody just wanted like did the like if there's somebody out there acting like the the little kid, like the little brother in Mitchell's versus the machines, just going through like randomly going through every Twitter account. Hi, would you like to talk to me about sharks? No, thank you. Hi, would you like to talk to me about <laughs> I would. We would. We would love to talk about sharks. Um, all the music in this episode is by Steve Spacek, Nick's brother. You can find him on Instagram at Starling Woodworks and at nodder.bandcamp.com. Nick, where can they find you online? I am on Twitter, uh, as long as it is Twitter, uh, at Nuthouse Punks. It's becoming I, X today. Evidently. Um, <laughs> I'm also Nuthouse Punks on Blue Sky and Nicholas Mouse at Instagram. And I haven't signed up for threads yet because I don't need another thing on my phone yelling at me. Yeah, I don't really, like Where it. can they find you? I am dark humor girl at all the locations mentioned and more because I, I at least go in and grab the name and then abandon most of them. But I'm regularly on Twitter or whatever we will call it. I will always call it Twitter. I think that's proven by how I still call our local amphitheater Sandstone, even though it hasn't been that in like 15 years. Um, and Instagram, I'm, those are where I'm most active. And I have some reviews coming out on Downright Creepy this week. So if you want to check those out, that'd be cool. Yep. I shared a thing uh, to the Twitter, uh, an interview I did about the book, The Bellwoods Game, which is a great spooky book for your your kids. Or if nice. you're young at heart, it's a really good YA spooky book. Cool. We will be back next episode with another roundup of the latest news in horror. And we will be talking about, for real this time, Talk to Me supernatural horror film from directors Danny and Michael Philippou, Philippou, um, who had a Comic-Con panel that I have seen some, I don't know, articles about, and it sounds like it was delightful. Um, Nick, do you want to remind everyone what this movie is going to be about? When a group of friends discover how to conjure spirits using an embalmed hand, they become hooked on the new thrill until one of them goes too far and unleashes terrifying supernatural forces indeed i can't wait for you all to see it so we can all talk about it i'm very excited yes uh all that and more on the next episode yes thank you for listening everyone thanks bye bye